Good morning and Happy New Year. Welcome to Mornings with Marit this week, uh, this month, I guess. Um, kicking off the year strong, I hope. I can't believe it's the 12th already. It feels like I've already put six weeks into the year, which is probably how you feel too. So today what we're going to talk about is goal setting and how do you engage your team with it. So hopefully you can walk away with some good tips and tricks. Um, you may even want to go back and and follow this session again with your staff, and we're gonna give you a couple other resources to check on too. So thanks for being here with us this morning and let's get going. So a year ago in February, we actually did a 2022 goal setting. So we do have that if you wanna go back and look at what that program looked like. But in that meeting, we actually talked about setting goals, make sure you have a plan and then take action. That was one of the things we did. Um, we also talked about some books that might be recommended in the process, right? So we talked about the Dream Manager. If you haven't read that, great one. And I'm going to touch on that a little bit later again. But that's an inspiring book for your team to maybe read. And then we have Here on a Mission and the Motive. So once again, we'll just always throw some good resources out to you to remember. But this was 2022. And then what happened also is we talked about actually setting personal goals. So if you remember... We talked about at IIT that we actually sat down with our team and we asked everybody to sit down and define one specific goal that would make them a better person if they'd accomplished it this year. And then we put together partners so that there was some accountability to it. We kind of made it fun. We kept it alive. Um, it, it faded a little bit probably during the summer. So I'm going to talk a little bit about motivational timelines that we have. Um, but then I think we kicked it back into gear at the end of the year. It's like, oh, okay, well, we still have time. You can still accomplish it. So um, again, if you want this goal worksheet, we can get it to you. But this is a great way um, to actually look at it. And, and what I love at the bottom, if you remember this, is that you have to actually define in your goal, not only, of course, why it matters to you, but what you'll have to sacrifice to accomplish it. And then you can give yourself points for that. So instead of saying I, the points go to the goal, it goes to the every time you said no, which I, I think is probably a good way to think about things as well. So that was 2022. All right. So um, one of the things I'd like you to think about with you and your team is to take some time to really think through your accomplishments and what you're proud of and disappointments about what you didn't accomplish. So I think this is a really great process for your team. It's actually part of our annual review process with our staff, and we do it in a team environment. So we don't really do it one-on-one, -on -one, but we have everybody really sit down and think about what have you accomplished? What, what have you been disappointed about? What relationships have been important to you? What skill sets did you learn? Um, and so it's, I think it's a key piece in moving us forward and learning about what happened. So if you want to just kind of jot some notes as you go, you might want to throw those in there. One of the things that we think about is, you know, what what has occurred that wasn't part of our world one year ago, right? Like what is part of that? And it's kind of fun with working with agencies and doing consulting. And I, a few agencies have I've even talked to this week where we're looking back and realizing, boy, we were only working together nine months and look how much they've accomplished. Look how much momentum they have with their goals. And so sometimes it feels like it's going slowly when you look forward, but if you can pause and look backwards, sometimes it's amazing um, what you can say that you've accomplished. And then I think it's important to also be honest about what you're disappointed about and so forth. And today I'm gonna talk a little bit about going into 2023, obviously, um, but before you move forward, you kinda wanna look back and then be candid. So I've done a, quite a bit of soul searching myself um, the last couple weeks, looking through different programs, um, thinking about what's worked, what 
hasn't and how can I do something better this next year with my team and be more effective. So these are key things that I think are key to sit down with your staff and do. I would have them prep for it, set a meeting, plan for it, get together and kind of share. And I, like I said, I think the disappointed part is really helpful because then other people will jump in and say, yeah, I'm disappointed with that too. And then you can learn from it and say, what can we do better? So I'm gonna have you guys actually get in in with me today. If you have your um, your smartphone with you, if you wanna um, capture this QR code, I'm gonna ask you a question here in a minute, which is gonna be, you know, when you think about the year 2022, looking back, how what's the one word you would use to describe it? So we'll give you just a second here to get you warmed up to it. So make sure you get a good quick picture of this. Um, the next screen will also give you actually a link you could just go to if you want to do it on your desktop as well, but I find that this is probably the quickest way to do it. So let's get a little bit of engagement here, and I'd love to hear from you as far as what um, your your year looks like. So um, here we go. So if you think about the organization one year, look, we did a test and we forgot to do it, so test didn't really mean anything. <laughs> Um, but let's think about this. So somebody's put in here as a battle. We had focus. Let's just see what some of the words pop up here as it comes through the world, world wide web. Yes, lots of change last year for sure. Um, good. We've got challenge. And of course, if you see somebody's word and you resonate with that, make sure you type it in. So change, 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 change. <laughs> There's a lot there. Um, look, we've got a roller coaster going on. Um, they separate those because you don't have a hyphen there. So I'll give you just a minute more to throw these in. So very helpful to get a sense from you about what the world has looked like this last year. So great, I'm gonna actually move us forward. And one of the things I wanna talk about is if you did think it was a challenge, if it was a roller coaster, if there was a battle, you're rebuilding, you're busy, um, let me talk a little bit about what actually happened in 2022 that was part of our big headlines. So I'm gonna move us forward on this. Oops, that's not how, I, this, this is what I did, yeah, perfect. Okay, so these are some of the images that you might recognize, right? So up on the top left, inflation surged throughout the world. That was part of the, the headlines this last year. Um, we had the Omicron coronavirus that created new variants and challenges for us. Again, that unknown and how do we deal with it as well. Um, the U.S. Supreme Court overturned the abortion rights. That was a big conversation this last year. Um, how about record-breaking heat waves and droughts and the weather extremes that were happening, the flooding in a lot of places? Geez, look at California right now, right? Um, but that's certainly a piece. Um, we did have the passing of Queen Elizabeth uh, at 96, I believe. And the picture on the top right actually depicts that we actually exceeded 8 billion people in the world in 2022. It took us, it 200 years ago is when we were at 1 billion, and 200 years later, we're actually at um, 8 billion, which is shocking, thinking about the resources out there and so forth. So climate change, all of those things were big conversations. These are huge issues, and I, we'd be remiss to think that it didn't affect us emotionally, right? And your, our staff and what that does. And I think one of the things we continue to, every time I read anything about people and our team, it's that awareness of self-wellness, being having candid conversations, being human with each other and really understanding the impact people are having every single day. So if you did think last year was tough, it was a little bit tough. So we're gonna think now 
about going into 2023 and what does that look like for us? It's time to reset. That's one thing I do love about the first of the year. It kind of gives you that moment where you're like, okay, we can do this again. Uh, we're Matt and I were just talking right before this meeting and he said at the Y, he went in there and it's packed, right? The gym, everybody thinks they're gonna do win the world, like lose all this weight. And my my son and husband always complain about the first couple weeks of January that the gym is packed and then, you know, fizzles out. Hopefully you've got some goals that you can stay strong with. Um, and of course, having somebody to help you with accountability is a great way to, to do that as well. So let's talk about this year, right? So I think about taking the time, and I'm not sure I've ever spent as much time as I have to this year actually looking back and trying to evaluate and learn what's what has worked and what hasn't worked. Um, and so I hope that maybe you can use that for a process. When we think about how time flies, right? I mean, we actually started this program in March of 2020. We didn't even know that COVID was in the works when we created this and it became a platform to help us communicate and share resources and tools. It's shocking to think that we've gone three years in this world that now looks quite different and it hasn't settled in yet, right? So we haven't quite found the balance that we're looking for and I think balance looks very different for different people. So here's the first thing that I'm gonna ask you guys to do and that is be honest with yourself. Um, it's no good to look at and evaluate how the year went if you're not willing to actually look at some of the good, bad, and the ugly, right? So, you know, and that's also a piece of saying, you know, what what are you proud of too, right? So it doesn't mean that you have to be all about criticism, but being honest with yourself about what you're proud of and maybe some of those areas in which you feel like, hmm, now I've got a shining light on this, maybe I need to be aware of it. And I will say right now, with I've got staff on this, so I'll just say it. There are some things that, that have hit me pretty hard the last week or two that I've got to sit down and work with our team and be vulnerable and talk about, you know, how we can work together better, how I can meet their needs more, um, how can I be more effective in the way that we communicate and engage with each other. So those are things that I know that I'm thinking about. And what you want to do is have the team engage in that process as well. Um, we've always talked about goals and dreams, and I really think more than anything, it's key to be talking to your teams about what what's on their dream plate, right? What what are they have vision for their own personal world, and be part of the conversation. I think one of the things that's happened the last couple of years is we don't really separate work and home that much anymore. There's so much intertwining of it, and I think the more you can just accept that and make that part of your conversation every day, it really does make a difference. Um, another key piece here is if you've got things that you're looking at and it's not working out so well, make sure that you delegate to the best people possible, right? So be honest, why didn't it work? Can someone else help me? And today I'm gonna to talk a little bit about white space. Um, and what does that mean? That's open time to think and breathe. And I'm gonna read a quote to you guys here just in a little bit, but white space is probably my new word for 2023. If you can see down on the bottom right, there's a, a link, and I think Matt also put it in the chat box here, that, that I, we watched this great presentation by Vanessa Van Edwards, our team did, I've done it with a couple of our clients the last couple weeks. And one of the things that I really like about her approach is looking at yourself holistically, right? And really evaluating if you're really satisfied or unsat very unsatisfied and be honest with yourself as to where you fit along this wheel, right? So like I said, there you can't really separate business from all these other things. 
Um, I'll tell you, we did this. I, what was interesting and fascinating to me that I could see themes in each of these areas that actually affected each other. So if you're interested in, in exploring more of this, Vanessa does a great job. I'm not going to take away her thunder, um, but it's a great program for us 40, 45 minutes to listen to. And it introduces some of the things I'm going to touch on today, but it's one that you could sit down and do with your team and then actually pause along the way, do the work and share your ideas and so forth. So let's let's carve out the business piece for just a minute, right? So the question becomes, how do you feel about your career, um, your work, your business effectiveness, effectiveness, and your success? And here's what we're looking at is you essentially want to say, you know, one, I'm really unhappy, or five, it's the best ever. That's how I feel about what's going on with my work right now. So I take a minute right now and kind of identify for yourself where you sit in that mix with business. Like I said, there's the whole exercise of doing the whole life audit is what she refers to it. I thought it was very enlightening for me and I think some other people did too. One of the things that we talk about then is, is if let's say we're not totally satisfied with a goal that we accomplished or what's going on in our business world and so forth, what we wanna do is pause and take some time to think about, well, what's missing? right? Like what was missing, it, whether it was infrastructure that you needed or people that you needed or attitudes that you needed or motivation, what was missing in that process that prevented you from achieving that goal? So take some time to think about that. The other question becomes who was missing? Should there have been somebody in that network or in that process or in the project or in the initiative that could have been more effective and by missing them, it had an impact? And then think about, well, how can we fix that, right? So it's, again, it's a reset for the year. It's thinking about what were we doing. Some goals span over multiple years. Some are done and you're ready to start the next one. But if you take a little bit of time and think through this for your own self, for your business goals and so forth, you might find a theme that says, oh, you know what? I think that's something that we've actually got to think about this year and be more effective. So let's talk a little bit then about um, my lessons when I did this. So I did, I sat down and actually I did it twice. And I didn't look at the answers both times because I did it about a week apart and I wanted to see was my gut reaction sitting in the same space. I think the second one was probably a better list because I had some more time to think about it. But the big thing that I found in there was open white space, free, and, and this is a quote that I found um, when I was doing a presentation in December. It's, it said this, nobody will do their best work until they have lots of white space on their calendars. And what a like aha moment and lesson for me. I am so busy and busy isn't great. Um, it's also drains you. You only have only so much capacity. Um, but this is the big thing for me. And I probably think about this for 2023. How do I create more space? white space on my calendar to stop and think about things and, and play around, right? Create some creativity in there. Um, you know, one of the other quotes I found was, clarity emerges from the silence. <laughs> when you get lost, let's say you're driving down the road, right? Out in some back road and you get lost, what do you do, right? You turn off the music and you tell everybody to shut up <laughs> so you can think and really process what's going on. And what we say is that silence solves problems not meetings. So maybe one of the things I'm thinking about is, hey, instead of just calling a meeting to do it, how can we process it? How can we give us space to think about it? 
how do I go block out periods of time in my calendar so they don't just get filled in, right? I mean, it's so easy. I, I mean, I laugh, right? I'll look at my calendar. It looks stupid. And then the one window I have, somebody will book it. And I'm like, Ugh. but I, I left it open, right? So it's, it's my fault. We want to protect that as well. So think about, you know, I think Google, they talk about their people. They want to provide like 10% of their time for creativity, innovation, exploring things. Um, I would challenge you and say, how much white space do you have? And what would that give you if you were given the freedom to do that? And how more effective would you be with things? The other thing that I thought about is communication, right? So I, I think I'm a decent communicator, but I think where it led me to be is I have to do a better job, for instance, of understanding what other people need from me and meet them at that space, right? So that's something that I'm gonna really pay attention to this year and see if that makes a difference. And then the other thing is asking for help, right? So I don't have to do it all myself. This year I've done better engaging people. The more we can create that piece, the more sustainability we have, the more opportunity to grow and so forth. So those were my lessons. I hope you'll, when you go through the exercise, come up with some things for yourself that say, you know what, these need to be themes, but then the big thing is sharing it, right? Like not just doing it and saying this is what it is, but asking for help, telling people what you're doing, help them work with you on that process. One of the things Vanessa Van Edwards actually talked about in her session, if you do end up going and watching it, is talking about who high impact people are and who low impact people are. And this is a really, I think, really great exercise to really think about the people in your life who are really helping you, who are critical to your success, right? They give you energy, you're motivated around them, they're just fun to be with, and they're very effective, and they definitely are part of helping you succeed. And then taking a, a look at the other side of this coin, which is, all right, who are the low impact people? You know, who, who could be holding you back? Um, who, who's exhausting you when you're around them? Who's demotivating you when you're around them? You know, it's, if the glass is half full or empty all the time, that might not be something that you enjoy doing, right? Or somebody who may be actually distracting you from your goals and making you less effective. So I would encourage you to sit down and think through like three to five people on either of these lists and think about what is that strategy to engage them in a different way, right? So it's actually funny. So I was looking at this and thinking about it. And so I actually went back. Actually, our first mornings with Marit was about relationships. And um, I think Matt's going to put in the link. There's actually a YouTube page you can go to that has all the archive um, mornings with Marit. That's one that you might want to do. Um, you may want to look at the launch 2022 one if you want one. So there's a few things you can go back and reference. But even back at three years ago when we started this process, we were talking about human relationships being the most important aspect of building a business. And it's not just about, you know, who you know. It, it's not about what you do. It's about how you do it and who knows you, right? It's like that connection point. And we need people to actually be effective. We can be terribly competent, but do we actually have a team of people that are engaged, that are inspired around us, that are having fun and actually moving the needle? So we rem we have to remember that human relationships are key. And we talked about the sphere of influence. So I'm just going to go back and touch on this again. Some of you might have done it a few years ago. If you haven't done it in a while, you might want to. And this is really taking inventory of who is in your life and where you're spending your time and energy. So 
the sphere of influence works like this. And I don't like this word, but it is what it is. So the people that would be in the inner circle of your sphere of influence are effectively people you can control. And I hate that word, but the, you really can influence them and move the needle, right? Get them to do what you need them to do. Um, I'm trying to think of what the word is in Strengths Finder. There, there's a word for it, and I'll come to it later. This, the second one is, you know, I can actually influence them. They're, that's effective. And then the outer circle becomes like, I can't control anything that these people do. So I would actually write a list out of all the people that are part of your world and then think about it and actually lay them out and say, you know, do we have a control factor? Can I really effectively impact them? Do I have a strong, do I have some or no control at all? And I would plot them out and this would be an example of what it might look like, right? Is we might actually have people in here that you're actually looking at it and they're popping in and you're saying, this is where I'm gonna lay this out. Now, if you're staff and you see a name, it may not be you, just saying, I just pulled it from a long time ago. <laughs> so, and I chose simple names, so there's that's what it is. But what you do is you wanna lay them out and be candid with yourself. And then what you wanna do is go the next step to say, well, what, what should be the desired state of these relationships? So if you've got somebody who's on the outer, no control, but they're really key for you in long-term strategy, what can you do to sort of move them into the inner circle for you and make sure that you define those strategies? And this is where I think it's really important that you do with a long-term vision in place, right? It's not just about this year, but gee, where are we gonna be three years or five years from now that we have to have the right relationships in place in order to be effective? Like for me, I'll just say it this way, my board changes regularly, right? So I wanna make sure that I'm always in a position of building relationships and trust with my people. And so when I know someone's coming on the board or they're going through my chairs or whatever, I wanna make sure that I'm being effective in the communication and meeting their needs and my needs as we go. So it, you know, if, if you are gonna move somebody in closer, what I think about is, you know, how are you gonna do that, right? And one of the things is you can find folks who can help create those connections. So who knows those people? How do you build trust along that? Or on the other hand, somebody who you, you need to cool off. These are people who can take a lot of energy from you and they're not actually helping you be productive. So the big thing here is like, how do you manage those boundaries, right? How do you set expectations and move your energy to the areas that you really need them so that you're in a position of strength as often as possible with the right people around you on a regular basis. So good conversation for teams. Um, I highly rec recommend that you do that. So. What should you do? First of all, I would say take time with your team to evaluate your goals from last year. And we kind of talked about earlier, right? Like, so, you know, what did we accomplish that we're proud of? So celebrate your successes. And what did we learn from the disappointments that we had? So really taking time to do that and pausing for an hour even. I mean, it doesn't have to be a huge thing, but it's just taking a moment to pause and level set, right? Um, and then take the time to engage at every level with people, right? So what do people need from you? And that that's something that, like I said, is gonna be one of my themes this year is what do you need from me and how can I meet you at that level? Um, and then what I always encourage is don't do it in silos and don't do it in one-on-ones. You may wanna have more deep conversations with someone one-on-one, -on -one, but if you know me at all, I will always say when you do goal setting, when you do accountability conversations, when you're looking at accomplishments and successes and disappointments, we do it in a team environment because then everybody's part of the process. And there's no secrets, 
we know that something's not working, it's not about the person, it's about what system do you have in place to help people be, be helpful. So it, I always say do this in, in a team environment. Um, and then as a team, really identify what is that one critical thing that we have to get done this year, or me individually, I have to get done. And then your role as a leader isn't to do it with them all the time, but to make sure that you're aware of what roadblocks they might face and obstacles and figure out how to break through that for them. So that's a key piece of understanding, like what could prevent us from getting there? Um, and so taking the time to say well, that one critical thing, what will prevent us? what's going to make it faster and easier, and then make sure you build that strategy. And I can almost assure you it always, most likely it always has to do with people um, and building that process out. Um, and then be clear about your milestones, of course, and then I love accountability. So, and you can make it fun too, right? So it doesn't have to be all this boring goal stuff and everybody worries about it. You wanna make it fun and light. The point is that you're always getting better. So we may miss goals, but am I better this year than I was last year? That's what we're looking for, right? Is that ongoing continuous improvement that you're always getting better. So if you make it fun, you guys might remember from, um, now I forgot the name of the, the movie. <laughs> um, you'll know this movie though. Um, and you, you remember they kind of started take every time they won a game, they would, you know, remove the a piece of the dress there. But if you, you'll remember it. And so make something Mar fun. It's like major a, league. Major league. Thank you. <laughs> See, I, you have to forgive me because I didn't grow up in the U.S. And so like this pop culture thing, I don't remember it after like before 1992. So anyway, that's how that goes. But you guys know this movie. Make it fun. Figure out a visual for the team so that there's a place and make sure that you do take the time to celebrate successes along the way. All right, so here's another um, piece of information to think through. And I loved this exercise that Vanessa introduced us to. And that is to actually plot out your year and think about where you're most highly motivated and when you're least motivated. And I'm not going to go through in a lot of detail, but you'll get the concept. It's like some of us are really high energy in January, February. Others are like burnt out by then. We may need a lull. And so I would encourage you with your team to actually have everybody lay it out and then figure out where can we help each other out. Like if I'm really at the end of my energy in August, September, what can I fill in? To, with somebody else to help me keep going or just forgive myself and know, hey, I need a little bit of a break then and I need to regroup. I'm not naturally energized during that time. So, you know, that's okay too. One of the things that I think is kind of fun about IIAT is that our fiscal year ends at the end of August. So we have this push that's natural right at the end of what would be anybody's year to hit your goals. And then we start the new year in September. And so we get the benefit of December, right? So that, that first quarter is actually a really fun push because we're pushing now to 1-1. So it's almost like if we can get that first quarter working, the momentum is right, the energy then just actually happens. The goals get hit, but we have a good line of sight as we go. So take some time to think through this concept and figure out where you sit in the space and what your team does and then how you can actually help each other out along the way. And remember, right, that there is this work-life balance that we have to have to take time with um, because that's just what the world is now. So, and we don't wanna burn ourselves out. We only have so much capacity at the end of the day for energy. At the beginning of the presentation, I talked about the dream manager. And if you have not read it again, it's a great read for your team. 
Um, but one of the things it says is an organization can only become the best version of itself to the extent that the people who drive that organization and the employees are striving to be better themselves. And talking about what are our dreams? How am I gonna get better? I love the idea that we did last year, which I, we need to redo here is, what, what's one thing if you got done this year, next year you'd be like, wow, that moved the needle for me. That's I'm a different person because I have different skills or I have different relationships or I you know, did something that was a big wild dream that I had that I was able to accomplish. So do that, help people understand it and share it as you go. So engagement is important, right? So we always wanna make sure we're looking at the engagement level of our employees, uh, making sure we're asking questions, talking about growth in our conversations, making sure that it's a constant move. And again, I say do it in team environments. Don't do it one-on-one -on -one because the team can support it and then it's not on your plate to have to do it all. Um, team members are great resources for inspiration and, and accountability. Um, the, the one thing that does pop up more and more often right now in talking about engagement is understanding the overall well-being of our employees. And in the well-being component, they're talking about understanding not only their career, but their social well-being, their financial, their physical, and their community. Um, and this is where we really think about, we hear about, you know, burnouts, quiet quitting, all of those things. People are under a different level of anxiety. Like we said earlier, 2022 had a lot of change. There's a lot of challenges. How do we take a deep breath and make a different impact this year and change the way that we feel about things? Um, and then just make sure that we're always talking pe to people about their strengths. Like I think about it, if, if I've got something that just isn't worth the conversation, I'm not gonna have it. I wanna focus on some of these strengths. I wanna make sure they're in the right seat. I wanna make sure that they're growing and they're engaged and it's awesome. That's when it becomes really a fun place to have a team working together. I also stop for a moment and think about, do you know what motivates your employees? So it could be a wide variety of things, but I would challenge you, and you may want to even take the picture of this and screenshot it. We're going to have it out later that people can do and actually put it, put this list out and say, I'd love to understand what really makes you tick. It could be your family and sort of that work-life balance and integration, flexibility. It could be career paths and advancement. It could be just broadening a skill set, right? And being part of other, I actually talked to an employee the other day who's like, you know what, I've been here for a little while now. I'd actually like to expand and get to work in other areas of the organization. That's fantastic, right? That, that means that they're engaged at a different level than some others might be. Um, what skills may somebody want to learn, right? What leadership development may people want to have? Um, and then of course, compensation may also be something that's meaningful for someone. So I would challenge you to think, do you know what it is for your employees and can you have that conversation with them so that you can build things into your motivating factors, right? So that you can reward, recognize in a meaningful way and you're not missing the mark. We do have some tools for insights, right? So there is the why, how, what, the why OS system. So any of these, if you're interested in touching on them, we're happy to help you here at IIT, just let us know. So the why assessment is great because it helps us understand a lot about what makes somebody tick. Colby A and B, remember this has to do with who am I, Colby A, Colby B is what is my job. You can see for this person, he's actually really quite well aligned, right? The pattern is pretty similar for what he is naturally and what he's doing, which will tell you 
that they're going to be more engaged and more energized. And people's Colby B will change based on the job. So if you get somebody who's really out of whack, we want to spend some time with them so that we can adjust their work so they get back into that sort of in the zone. Um, and that can be a big key piece and exercise to be doing here at the first of the year when you're thinking about the work that we have. And then finally, leveraging people's strengths from a standpoint, we use Gallup strengths. So nice tools to have, they're fun, they're great professional development, they're insightful, and they really bring a team together. So we do a ton of workshops on these right now just because that's what people are looking at, especially at the front of the year, how do I set up people for success? This is just sort of a quick picture of what some of the nine whys are. I'm not going to go through it right now, but if you're interested, let us know. We'll give you a, a dose of it over here. Okay, so as we start to wrap this up here for a few minutes, what I will say is that what we want to think about is what will hurt you and what will help you, all right? Um, so we think about people, right? And what, what I love about this list is it starts to help you think, like, I actually would go through this list and say, where am I lacking? Like. I, if I have problems with people, is it because there's no accountability, communication, I'm not taken seriously, um, I can't find common ground, they don't respect me, I don't, you can see that these are all sort of influential things, right? Or I keep being interrupted, I have a lack of confidence, or I'm forgettable. I mean, those are things that you really want to think about. What is hurting you in your relationship with your people? And on the right side is, okay, well, how? what things can help me? Can communication or reputation or pitch method, like how you actually influence somebody to do something, right? Um, activator, that was what I was thinking about earlier on the Strengths Finder. When I find an activator, I know they can agitate people into movement for good or for evil, but they'll do it, okay? Um, also thinking about optimizing your network, will that help you? How do you be more memorable? How do you lead meetings? Um, how do you become a coveted team member, right? Like I love the second to last one that says, how do I be indispensable to my team, to my clients? And I think for me, I circled that one. Like how can we be that for you guys as members so that we can be part of your solution and we can continue to grow, learn from you and continue to change as well and meet those needs that we have. So as we wrap up here, um, I think this should work, is if you're thinking about 2023 and you there's a theme that you want to make sure it's part of, I'd love for you to type that in. Um, if it's two words, just hyphenate it so that it sticks together. Otherwise, it breaks apart. And Matt, you can maybe let me know if, you, if it's working. <laughs> we'll give it just a second. Are, are we coming? <laughs> Let me just make sure it's live. It's probably still doing the other thing. Hold on a second. I will Should be right be working. There. Should be, okay. Well, not, not everything always works. So there we go. Be present, thank you. Maybe it'll start to come in here. Good, regroup. Okay, good, that's a great one. I know for me, it's balance. I talked about white space earlier, but balance is part of it. How do I be sustainable um, in the long term, right, as far as what that looks like? So looks like we're having a little bit of technology issues there, but thank you for um, bearing with us as we go through that. All right. Um, so that kind of wraps up the day. Um, we do have tools and people that can help you. So if you want some support, we also have stuff on our website that can give you different, um, you know, goal setting 
pieces, conversations with your staff and so forth, but we definitely have a team that's here to help you. Um, we also have Joe Vincent coming up, which is going to have some great speakers that are going to touch on a lot of different things that we touched on today. Um, I'm going to do a presentation actually on the modern workplace. What does that look like? We've got an amazing speaker who is the first female Thunderbird pilot. Her story is amazing. Um, lots of interesting things that we have, including the comptroller for the state of Texas, um, who's actually quite interesting, and I think we'll get some good information on the economy as well. So please join us for that. And then we do have a program running this spring that you might be interested in as well. Um, so go ahead and look for that on our website or do the QR code. This is a virtual combo of self um taught and live sessions to help you actually learn some interesting things and build on your own leadership and management skills as well. And of course, we always remind you that we've got a great tech assessment. If you're looking at technology this year, please use this resource um, so we can actually help you out. It's a free one to you as part of your membership. And that is what we're gonna talk about this year. So technology, people, all of the things. I hope you start out the year strong. I hope you sit down with your team and do this. I'd love to hear from you later on when you do these, if they've been effective. And then of course, let's make sure we keep that conversation going and keep people motivated. So thanks for starting the year with me. We're on day 12, so you gotta you know, hurry up, catch up already and uh, have a great day. Thanks for being here. Can't wait to see you guys at Joe Vincent. Bye.